you're listening to a Big MX Radio Podcast. Brought to you by Arma Energy. Presented by Fly Racing, W Wheels, Bill's Pipes, Just One Helmets, X-Brand Goggles, Shades of Grey Custom Helmet Painting, Rhino Power Sports Supplements, Roy Borton Suspension, Watts Perfections, and Golden Tire. Simply the best, motocross and supercross news from around the globe. And now, here's your host, Brad Gephardt. Welcome to the Arma Energy Drink Big MX Radio Podcast Show, brought to you by Fly Racing, X-Brand Goggles, Bill's Pipes, Just One Helmets, and W Wheels. I am your host, Brad Gebhardt, but with us on the line, we've got none other than the 69 machine. That's right, Ronnie Stewart coming back on the program. Ronnie, how's it going? It's going great. Thanks. How are you doing? Hey, I'm not doing too bad whatsoever. Beautiful Monday afternoon here in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Whereabouts are you at right now? I am in eastern Pennsylvania. Eastern Pennsylvania, about to stock up on some delicious and nutritious groceries uh, and uh, headed out to uh, the Midwest, none other than uh, Millville, Minnesota. Uh, a, A favorite track of yours, maybe? Absolutely. It's actually my favorite track, so we're really looking forward to a good weekend. The weather looks good all week, so we're um, we're definitely excited to get there and race there this year. Definitely. What better way to uh, kind of kickstart the middle of your season, uh, maybe turn things around a little bit, as I know that you've been struggling here and there with some, uh, some consistency and putting in those rides that you know that you can get. Um, how important would it be to you to uh, go into Millville this weekend and um, basically perform how you know you can? Yeah, for sure. Like you said, it has been an up and down season and uh, quite haven't quite been able to put the results that um, I'm for sure capable of. But um, this weekend, it, it's definitely um, it would be really great. It'd be important um, for my confidence to have a good ride since it's after all, my favorite track, so I should be, uh, you know, riding at my best this weekend. So, yeah, it's just going to be good to get the momentum going and uh, to build my confidence moving moving forward to Washougal and Unadilla. So, um, just focusing on what I could do uh, each, each step of the process to get me there and, um, you know, being positive, so... Hundred percent. Now, uh, you said you're in Pennsylvania right now, and as far as my uh, my recollection of American geography, meaning that you're pretty much on the eastern coast of the the country. Now you're going to drive to the middle of the country and then down the most boring, flattest road possible through Montana, uh, and then head head all all the way out to uh, Washougal, Washington. And uh, if if memory serves, uh, Unadilla is not exactly on the West Coast. So uh, you're going to put some miles on in the next couple of weeks, my friend. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, Pennsylvania, where I am, I'm actually uh, Easton. It is right on the border of Pennsylvania and New Jersey. So to give you an idea, I am about a little bit over an hour from um, the Atlantic Ocean. So I'm about an hour and 10 minutes from uh, New York City. So I'm uh, directly on the East Coast, and it takes about 18 hours to get to Millville. 
and then approximately 25, give or take, um, yep, to Washougal. And then from Washougal, Unadilla is right back into New York State. So we're, we're for sure going to be putting a lot of miles on, but um, we're completely committed as a team, and uh, we we want to be there at the races, uh, putting in the results that you know we're all working really hard to get. 100%. And uh, you yourself have seen a uh, quite a bit of change coming from the uh, from your Supercross program to the Motocross program. Still on a Suzuki, but uh, a lot of things different for you. Uh, different gear as well as uh, a couple of different things on the bike, I believe. Uh, what's it like setting up a bike um, with those types of changes to your program, uh, both on and off the bike? So right off the bat, um, sticking with Suzuki was really great for me. Uh, I have a really good relationship with a Suzuki dealer in New Jersey. So it just felt like at home to be working with a group of guys that I've been with in the past and also with a bike that, you know, I know for sure. Even though there's some parts that are different, staying on the same brand uh, was made it the transition a lot easier. Some things that are different, we're actually running Pro Circuit head-to-toe. So... Uh, historically, I've been using Yoshimira for the past few years, but this year, uh, going into outdoors, running with Team Microbuilt, we um, we decided to run Pro Circuit engines. So that has been the biggest change. The suspension is a little different, but it's still good. I have been with Pro Circuit suspension-wise, but we've been on the SFF Air kit stuff. So um, running the production stuff is a little bit different, but um, it's it's pretty close. The production stuff on the 15s is triple air, so that makes it a little different as well. But uh, for the most part, it's just getting used to the engine, and now that I have two of them, um, we're going to be I'm able to spend more time on the engine and get a little bit more comfortable with it. Um, overall, running the or um, starting this new effort, uh, Team Microbuilt, PRBC.com. It's been great. It's definitely different than where I was at last um, last year in this Supercross season. But we really have um, structured it in a way where it's going to give me the opportunity to get um, better results, better than I was last year. Um, unfortunately, um, the results haven't quite... Uh, caught up with um, our program yet, but they're definitely coming. It's just a matter of time, so we're staying persistent and working hard at it, and it's either, it's either going to happen in the next couple of weeks or, you know, for sure going to um, happen soon, and um, at the very least, we will be um, a lot more prepared going into next season where we have a whole off-season to be prepared rather than just um, two, two weeks in between outdoors and Supercross. Right, because this was kind of a last-minute change for you. You went to uh, Canadian-made strict gear. Uh, interested to see your 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 take on that. But uh, it's it's always a shock to somebody's system when there's a a great amount of change to a program, even if it's an improvement. Um, you guys are running at the top one percent of the entire world the top like half a percent. You're, you're the the very top percentile, and and you also ride 
to the point where like you're you guys get the the, the most out of yourselves. I ride at probably about eighty percent tops, maybe, and you guys are up way up over top of that. And uh, the the margin for error is so much smaller, and um, the differences in your in like any of course all of you guys you jump on a bike you still make it look easy but uh, to get to to get to the speeds that you guys are capable of you need to have everything where it needs to be and um, I could imagine how uh, that could be a very struggle for you especially racing against a lot of guys who come into the season already know what their bike's going to be like they've been doing some testing and they have all of the uh, the resources at their disposal they're also not driving the series most of them yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. You know, there's there's so many different pieces of the puzzle um, to to really um, totally have a complete program. But um, for me, yeah, there's there's been you know there's been a few things. Um, this Supercross season was a little rocky for me. I did qualify for six main main events. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> And um, I actually finished 16th in, in one of the main events. So it wasn't a horrible Supercross season. But what happened was I had a few small injuries, which prevented me from <clears throat> sorry, <clears throat> which prevented me from doing the training that I needed during the week, and that set me back. So if you have if you have two months, for example, where you can't do um, the work that you need to be doing fitness-wise, that sets you back pretty much the entire season. So I've been playing catch-up since the beginning of outdoors with my fitness and then with all the other changes, even though they're for the better, it just uh, it, it affects you, you know, no matter if you want to really realize it or, um, you know, or not. When you're, like you said, when you're dealing with, when you're competing with, guys that, you know, everything is clicking and, you know, their program is together. But, you know, I also I also look at it in another way. Uh, motocross is a pretty intense, you know, it's, a, it's an extreme sport and you're not always going to have everything go perfectly. You're always going to have mis mishaps with your equipment, with your body, you know, it, it's just part of it. So, you know, I think that I can still do um, do well in the last five nationals, not being, you know, to a point where everything is clicking. I still think that I can for sure do, um, just as good as I did last year, if not better. So, um, you, you just can't let little things, uh, get to you. There's people that do a lot with a little and you can't make excuses for yourself. So, you know, uh, whether, you know, you say, well, I'm driving to the race and this guy's flying or this guy has, you know, better suspension or you just can't do that. You have to look at it like, you know, this is what I do have and I'm going to do, you know, the best that I can with it. And, you know, it's just all about doing the best you can with what you have, you know, taking all the resources that you have and utilizing it the best way possible to get the best results and that's what I've done my whole life and that's what I'm going to continue to do until I'm done racing so you know it, it's really good I'm thankful to be in the position that I'm in you know from the outsider some people might uh, be wondering what's going on if you know or maybe just doubting um, you know doubting me as as a racer but I'm for sure going to get back 
um, into a real good position. It's just a matter of time. Well, I, as far as I, the season as a whole, including Supercross, your 2015 campaign has to be chalked up so far as a uh, as a su- successful one. You were into the Supercross yeah. main events earlier in the season than ever and more consistently. Although you were dealing with some uh, some injuries that held you back, uh, you're still being competitive. And then throughout this year, like uh, despite some motos um, or moto days where you'd see like a, a 16, 26, or 36. Um, there's, there's been a, a, a marked improvement and, uh, you went from the 606 a year ago to the 69 and I got to imagine that this year or in 2016, uh, you'll be, uh, rocking your, uh, your lowest number yet. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, 2000, you know, we'll just have to see, uh, what number I end up with next year, but for sure it's been, there's been a lot of successes this year, you know, just starting the, the new team with, with, um, T-Microbill with PRVC.com. That was a huge success, and we have a great setup, uh, beautiful rig, and I also have a full-time mechanic for the first time ever, so that's really going great, and he's actually helping me drive. He's doing most of the driving um, and bike work, so that's um, that's amazing. So there's there has been a lot of um, things, you know, that are moving in the right direction, giving me you know, the the ability to get to the next level. I just haven't quite um, got there yet. It just it just takes time. But like you said, overall, um, I'm thankful for the opportunity, and it has been successful. So we're happy. Excellent. And, uh, of course, uh, not uh, just not this last weekend, but the weekend before, you had a pretty sweet-looking setup for uh, 4th of July. Tell us a little bit about uh, putting that that whole kit together the guys from strict uh setting you up with some red white and blue you had it on the graphics and uh who's that mechanic that pieced that thing to get together so nice for you so strict gear is so great i mean i'm i'm so happy to be riding with a, a company that um you know appreciates uh you know when you wear their gear they're very nice people and also the quality of the gear is is phenomenal it's just made so nice last week at redbud we uh we got our first set of vented gear the red white and blue and not only does it look really good but the jersey is um extremely vented and um it just it fits so well and i love to be wearing the gear because it's different not a lot of people have it you know a lot of people come up and ask that's one of that's one of our marketing strategies as a team is, you know, we do want to wear gear that is different. We want to look a little bit different so we can stand out and people can, you know, um, see us and follow us. So just the fact that, you know, Strict isn't quite as popular yet as the other brands that you see, like Troy Lee and uh, Fly Racing, and they're all great companies as well. But it's just nice to be with with a Canadian um based company it, it's neat and the quality is really good so i'm really excited about that and uh, mgx unlimited graphics they um, have been doing a good job we uh, put a new set of graphics on each week to keep the bike looking fresh and then my mechanic zach eller he's local to my area he's been friends with me for a few years so that's uh it makes it nice it's a, it's a good fit where you know he's on the rig with us pretty much living with us most of the time so it makes it 
that much easier because I already know them and we get along. So things are going great. So getting into what uh, they call the dog days of summer, uh, there's going to be some hot days ahead, um, maybe not as much Unadilla, uh, but um, Millville this weekend is predicted to be a hot one. Uh, as a professional motocross racer, you guys are doing 35 plus twos, which is about 15 plus two more than I've ever done personally. So uh, what's the preparation like for that? Um, are there do you have to structure your day differently to uh, deal with the heat? Um, not really. You don't have to really um, structure your preparation um, that much different. But there's some things that you do add in. Um, there's some things that you add in, but for the most part, it's about the same. So the number one thing is that you have to make sure that you're hydrated, and that starts now, being Monday. Um, it, it takes a few days for you to um, to get um, hydrated, and if you get to um, Thursday, for exa for example, I'm going to be riding a track right down the road, and if I'm a little bit dehydrated for Thursday, then um, I'm for sure going to be I'm going to be riding and exerting myself. It's going to be hot. Then I'm going to be I'm going to be dehydrated by the end of the day on Thursday. And then I'm not going to have enough time to catch up for the weekend. So I have to already be thinking about and making sure I'm doing it right now uh, for the weekend. So it's a it's an everlasting thing. You're always focused on that. And and then um, to add is to add in is things like making sure that you have ice packs. We are most likely going to do um, a cool chest where you know, we fill it up and we can, I can jump in there after I get off the track to cool my body temperature down um, as soon as possible, probably after practice, but for sure in between the motos, you have to get yourself, um, your, your body temperature down as soon as possible so you stop sweating and that you can start to recover for the next one. We only have about 45 minutes in between to strip down and then to be ready again. So it's really important as soon as possible without completely shocking your system, get cooled down, get fluids in you, a little bit of food, and, you know, ready to go for the second moto. So, you know, normally if it's not cold, you're not really doing that type of, you know, that type of stuff with the, the cool chest or, you know, just making sure that you have cold um, towels for when you go down to the line and you can put them um, on your neck and you know um, some guys even use a, a, um, a cooled vest when they do their parade lap to keep their uh, core temperature down before they take off that works well um, I should look into that but I don't have one one of those right now so it's just it's all about it's all about just um, you know, being hydrated and figuring out and staying cool throughout the day. So I'm going to have the air condition on all day in the rig. And um, as much as I can, I'm going to be keeping myself cool, keeping myself out of the sun, you know, making sure that I'm preserving myself for those long mot for those two long motos. Well, uh, it looks it does look to be a hot one. I know it's only month it's already Monday or only Monday, but uh, prediction for 93 um, 
for the weekend uh, on Saturday. And of course, you've probably ridden in a whole lot hotter than that. But uh, uh, perspective right now here in Winnipeg, it's it's pretty hot and it's only 84. So another 10 degrees warmer for the Saturday. Um, what about Millville plays into your strengths? Why do you prefer that track? Uh, it's obviously probably not something that you rode a lot on uh, growing up. So uh, what is it about that track that plays into your strengths? Um, that's a really good question. So basically, when you when you race, you want to be able to break the track down into... Um, your strengths and your weaknesses, knowing where you, you can make passes, knowing where you can um, excel, go a little bit faster. And on that track, there are two long sand section, uh, two long whoop sections of sand, and that's always been uh, a strength of mine. I grew up. Um, in central New Jersey and in South Jersey, just about an hour and a half south of where I grew up, um, there's a bunch of sand pits with sand rollers and, you know, I'm constantly training. That's where I do most of my training where I'm home, um, is in sand rollers and sand pits. So it kind of reminds me of the sand pits a little bit. Um, and in that section, you could either gain time or you can lose a lot of time so you know being strong in that section and then also just uh being comfortable with the, the flow of the track so there's one section that's high speed and really rough and then there's another section on the other side the opposite side of the sand rollers where you're going up and down uh pretty big hills it does get rough but it's a little bit slower there's some tight corners and when you have the track really figured out in your mind, you can manage it better throughout the moto. So, um, you know, to do really well, you have to be able to stay consistent the entire moto. And if you're able to break the track down into, um, like, resting, sprinting and resting um, spots where the one section that you're really comfortable in and that's a little bit slower paced, you can rest your mind, you can focus on your breathing, you can relax, and then on, on the other side where you have to do really well, like in the sand rollers, when you have to be sprinting and really use a lot of intensity, you know, you could do that. But I just I just really um, connected well with the track. The first year I went there, I didn't, but then after that I've always just really liked it, felt comfortable. And like I said, I've, I always broke it down into um, sections where I was comfortable and I can breathe and I can relax and then sections that I would sprint. And in those sections, like the sand rollers, if you sprint through those every lap, you're going to do really well. If you um, don't quite get to the tops of each one, then you're really going to hit, compress, and bounce around compress the suspension, rebound your suspension, and you're going to be bouncing all around, and it's going to take even more strength out of you. So just uh, sprinting through the sand rollers, being smooth, getting through, getting to the tops of each one so you're smooth, that's really key. And then on the other side of the track where it's a little bit slower, in my mind, um, I'm a little bit more comfortable over there. I can just relax my mind going up the hills, going down the hills. It's not really a big 
big uh, deal in my head. So just physically and mentally, I could relax a little bit. So that's what's really been um, helping me there the past few years, um, finish strong in the 30 plus two. And that's what I'm going to be looking to do. Like you said, it's going to be hot and it's going to be um, about finishing strong and conserving energy while you can, while staying um, up to speed. So I'm just going to, you know, focus on, you know, hitting my marks when you, when you hear some guys on the podium, you know, talking about hitting their marks or being smooth. They're focusing on things like that, breaking the track down into um, however in their head they do it. But, um, you know, nobody can physically sprint for 35 minutes straight. So, you know, even though you see the top guys are still going really fast, at the end of the moto, their their times always uh, drop a little bit, especially in the heat. But they're doing the same thing. They're they're um, sprinting in the sections that they're comfortable, and then they're being smooth in the sections that they may not like, or maybe the sections that are a little bit more risky. So it's it's just it's about knowing the tracks. And for some reason, I always really did. I I just molded well to that track. Um, that this is another reason why I'm talking about is another reason why um, your local tracks are the tracks you do the best at because you just know it and you know you gel well with it. You kind of know how to ride the track like um, like a Southwick type of track where you have so many local guys that are really good and they can get through the sand. They just know how to break the track down in their in their minds and um, they have that muscle memory so they don't panic and so they're not making unnecessary moves and unnecessary um like fighting the bike where it's not necessary that's awesome man sounds like you've got uh yourself prepared and you're ready to uh, execute this weekend um as far as uh i'm gonna pigeonhole you from moto finishes but uh going forward from here uh the final five rounds of the series uh what type of goals have you set forward for yourself uh uh and of course i gotta imagine you're looking forward to getting uh some extra fan support as you head out to uh unadilla my goals my goal is to um to get points this weekend um you know my goal uh so far you know i've had a 16th place um in the mud at bud's creek so i'm um, i'm trying not to set my goals um, too too high uh, because I always seem to do a little bit better. Um, believe it or not, to get 20th place and to get 16th place or 15th place is about the same. Uh, it's about the same. You know, like if you get a good start, you know, and then you finish 15th, or you get a bad start and you finish 20th, it's about the same thing. I will be happy with uh, being in the top 20 this race, but um, my my ultimate goals um, is to get um, a top 15 finish. Um, I would like to get uh, points in both motos as well. The last four races, I've, I've sort of made it a goal for myself. Last year, I was able to do that um, in uh, two, two tracks that I did well at. It was my first time racing it, um, was Utah last year, and then the new track in Indiana so um, I was able to get points in both motos. My best finish in, in the last four was 16th place. So if I can if I can top that um, and get a 14th or a 15th, um, that's going to be that's going to be um, real success for me for the season. So uh, this weekend, last last week, my goal um, was to be top 20 both motos, and I I couldn't make it happen at Redbud. So I'm going to uh, back myself up a little bit and um, just be satisfied with 
um, a top 20 finish. And then in Washougal and Unadilla, um, the same thing. I'm not setting huge expectations for myself, but then um, in in the time frame that I have, I have uh, I believe that I have enough time to be fully prepared and ready to uh, be inside the top 15 by the last two two races. So that's that's what the goal is. Well, right on, Ronnie. Uh, you've got your sights set on some lofty goals, my friend. We wish you all the best. Looking forward to that. Uh, go get some groceries, my friend, and uh, we will talk to you uh, more as the season progresses on. Wish you all the best luck in both your uh, your long treks ahead as well as the uh, final remaining rounds of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross AMA Championships. Well, well, thank you so much. It was great to catch up, and I will talk to you guys soon. Excellent. Uh, before I let you go completely, do you have some uh, sponsors you'd like to list off before uh, we, we let you run? Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, if it wasn't for my sponsors, you know, I definitely wouldn't be able to, uh, to go racing. So it's, uh, it's so great, all the support that I have. I have to thank um, PRBC.com, Microbuilt, Ocean County Power Sports, um, IFC Racers Tape, um, Hellbound, Liberty Elevator, uh, Corporation, 50-Yard Line Sports Bar, um, Strict, Bell Ray, Recluse, Pirelli Tires, Spy. Um, the list goes on and on. It, it's really great. Novick Love, um, I just uh, signed a contract with them last week, so uh, really excited about that. And um, there's, there's so many uh, great supporters of mine, so it's awesome. Well, it uh, sounds like you'll be in luck with the Pirellis this uh, this weekend. Uh, from what I remember, from 2013, uh, the Spectire that they have specifically for Millville uh, is like kind of half scoopy, half, uh, um, like it was a very specific tire. And I remember Jason Thomas uh, letting me know that I uh, said almost all the hole shots will come from a tire like that. So uh, a resounding uh, review from a guy who would know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The the Pirelli tires are are phenomenal. I I really enjoy using them. I believe that the I, I just feel like I don't know if it's the compound. I, I believe it's the compound of the tire that makes the difference. Um, maybe it's the pattern, but the compound or the pattern, whatever it is, they hook up so great. And you know, um, I definitely I, I would choose to use them. Um, you know, all the tires are good, but um, Pirelli is my personal favorite. Well, right on, man. Uh, like I said, wish you the best luck you have yourself. A great rest of your day. Okay. Thank you very much. Bye. Well, there you have it, guys. The comprehensive interview with none other than Ryan, Ronnie Stewart. Uh, we're going to head to commercial right now. Coming right back with Mitchell Oldenburg on the Troy Lee Designs KTM. Uh, we'll be right back after these messages from Bill's Pipes. Actually, they don't have a commercial in there, but nevertheless, we'll be right back. All right, guys. All right, guys. It's time for a commercial. If there's one item to be picky about, it's choosing the right helmet. I'm Andrew Short, and I choose the F2 Carbon from Fly Racing. You, too, can wear the exact same helmet I wear, Trey Kennard wears, Jimmy Albertson wears, and many others. The F2 Carbon is a helmet loaded with details that make a huge difference in comfort and safety. Lightweight materials, phenomenal airflow, and a super comfortable, sweat-absorbing liner, and generous eye port design to accommodate any goggle choice are just a few. And did I mention how super trick these helmets look? Straight off the shelf and onto the racetrack. 
If you are looking for one amazing helmet, look no further than the F2 Carbon from Fly Racing. For more information about Fly Helmets and other products from Fly Racing, visit them on the web at flyracing.com. What's wrong, Jeff? I don't know, Jay. Well, you better fuel up with a nutritious breakfast with Oats and Bran. Oats and Bran? I didn't think there was such a thing. That's what I used to think. Now, I start out every morning with a bowl of Amigos. For extreme kids like us. That's what I call fueling for the big ride. Hey kids, start out every morning with a fat bowl. When it comes to helmets, there is just one. The helmet brand that is. Just One Helmets is tailor-made for motocross and street bike riding, and now available in North America. Who chooses Just One? Well, for starters, Tim Geiser, winner of the Italian round in MX2, David Philipparts, Vicky Golden, Trevor Reese, as well as David Pulley. And you know what? So do I. I choose Just One Helmets because they are simply the safest, lightest, and most comfortable lid available. Want to know more about Just One Helmets? Check them out on the web at www.justonehelmets.com. Find out about the J12 the J32, and all of the colorways that are absolutely blow your socks off. So guys, please head over to www.justonehelmets.com today. Go check them out. You won't be disappointed. The 2014X-Brand Goggles is back and better than ever. From the Scatter X, Volcano and Phantom Goggle, X-Brand has the product to make you stand out on race day. The quality of X-Brand products is second to none. Great lenses, incredible frame, and a strap that doesn't wear out. Great tear-offs, zip-off systems, nose guard, and more. Check out eksbrand.com for all of the accessories and pricing. WUSA is your one-stop shop for quality wheel sets in America. All of the best components built for the toughest conditions. Hit up WUSA.com, that's D-U-B-Y-A-U-S-A.com right now and check out the custom wheel builder selection. Pick your rims, pick your hubs, pick your spokes, even pick your nipples and see what it's going to look like on your bike. On the website you'll drool over components like XL and DID rims, Talon and Kite aluminum hubs, Galfer and Brembo brakes, and spokes that take a licking and keep on ticking. The same wheels that you buy are built by the same guys who are building wheels for Ryan Dungey, Jeremy Martin, Chad Reed, and the entire Geico Honda team. And I kid you not, they are not told whose wheels are whose, they just build amazing product. And I want you guys in a set of W wheels. So do what I did and head to 
WBYAUSA.com today. WUSA, all things wheels. What's up guys? It's time to talk a little bit about Roy Borden Race. He's the performance specialist. Suspension, making a motor work, balancing a bike, or just maintenance. He's got the tools and know-how to make sure that your bike is ready on race day or practice. Roy Borden has strength in years of experience and the best technology and best tools at his disposal. Whether you're getting your forks redone, seals, or a full, full-blown rebuild on your forks or, or shock. Call up Roy Borton today at 204-633-2722. This is a time of growth for those that know, and it's a time of hope for those that don't. But if your mind is open, you'll get shown. We've had our sights blinded, all of my like-minded people need to get up and discover the right time is now. Just start opposing the powers that arose in ancient days and paved the way to this flow that's so controlled it's sitting and most just sit and stare at a television with a distant glare. And I'm ashamed to admit it, I'm a slave to the as much as anybody, but I'm not afraid of it. This is where the change comes and this is where we make some difference. Embrace what's within us and escape from this prison. All it takes is a little bit of faith and a little bit of love to get rid of all the hate. But the thing about it is we can't just sing about it We can't just sit around and wait until they finish out We figure out where we're going while we live without If you want my truth, listen out, we'll just think about it The thing about it is we can't even think about it Can't afford a minute's time to figure how to bring about a change So take a second and shake your head and then Take a step ahead and think about it Now the ball is in our court while we sit and watch passively The face of the earth changes drastically after we Clear space at this rate for strip malls and factories We risk take a cruel fate at a pace beyond gradually no more crops for us to harvest and feed Self-sufficiency replaced by clone copywritten seeds Now ask yourself, how can we be free When the water that we drink is owned by some company? I hear the weep up the streets and cries up in the sky See weakness disguises and seek to lie But we all leap to survive and sleep through a lie Need and for highs, all sheep and no pride Never speak of a lie, let the fear fortify My inside the sky, trying to fit in the design I'm reminded daily of a world gone crazy Guns mean safety for orphan babies Ignore the decision and you're forced to perceive and believe what supersedes is love, but who agrees? Welcome back to the Big MX Radio Podcast Show brought to you by Arma Energy Drink, Bill's Pipes, X-Brand Goggles, and Fly Racing. With us on the nine now, we've got the freckle, none other than the 52 machine of Mitchell Oldenburg. Mitchell, how's it going? A lot has changed than the last time we talked, brother. Yeah, everything's been going good. Just uh, hanging out here in California, getting ready to do some riding for uh, Millville. Absolutely. A track that uh, I'm going to go ahead and guess that maybe not so recently, but uh, you've got some time on this uh, this this landscape. Yeah. Actually, people think I wrote it more than I actually have. Um, I've really only been there maybe three or four times as an amateur and then the last two years pro, so... Um, I grew up in Minnesota, so um, I, I've been there, obviously, but uh, my parents actually owned a track up there, so we ran a lot of races um, and didn't, didn't get down to Millville too often. Staples, Minnesota, uh, home of a, of a track where I was 
routinely uh, looking at faster lap times done by a, a 65 rider while I wallow in the uh, 250B class. Uh, any, any uh, actually, it would have been 125B class. Any idea who that 65 rider might have been? Um, guessing me. That was you, you little <laughs> bastard. But uh, yeah, <laughs> you're flying. You're flying. Then you're flying now, and uh, and looking good out there. Uh, the fifty-two machine, uh, different color now, different gear altogether, but uh, pretty flashy looking colors. Yeah. And uh, you've put in some good rides so far. Tell us about your season. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a learning year for sure. Um, never really been at this level before and i think uh i think anytime you step it up it's a, it's a learning curve so um not extravagant season but uh I'm, I'm happy with with the way things have been going you know i'm making progress every weekend i've had some decent finishes um finishes that i'm happy with you know i've never never been uh been one of the top guys outdoors so um learning and 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 getting faster, so I can't really complain it by any means. And uh, just looking forward to getting to this last push for the last few rounds, and and uh, hopefully get some better finishes and some better overall results. Uh, been putting usually one moto together a weekend, so uh, I really need to put two motos together this this weekend, and and uh, I think I think I'll be good. Well, consistency is the name of the game as far as uh, a the best possible overall performance, but you have shown many flashes of brilliance, uh, a lot of good starts, a lot of staying up there. Um, tell us a little bit about the, the biggest change from last year, 2014's Nationals, to this year's Nationals. And of course, you've had a ton of changes, but uh, um, on a whole, uh, like what, what's the biggest difference you're finding from this year to last year? Of course, last year you were on a, on a 450. Yeah, just uh, being able to, to fly into the races and, and being able to do the whole season. Uh, never done a full outdoor season before. So um, I think that's the biggest learning curve for me right now. I've just been trying to to go, go, go the whole time and, and not let my body recover as much as I probably should have. So, um, you know, with the off weekends, I think you really need to use those to your advantage and, uh, and recover and... Um, I think, you know, just I'm, I'm flying to the races now where last year it was, I was driving from race to race in my motorhome and trailer with my girlfriend and, and a buddy of mine and just uh, just trying to get to as many as I could last year where it was, it was tough, you know, not knowing not knowing where we were staying tonight and uh, not knowing if we were going to be able to make it to the next round or not. But, uh, you know, this year it's been, it's been awesome being able to fly and just relax and kind of, uh, and kind of just, just worry about racing. So, um, yeah, this is the most, most outdoors I've ever done in a year. So just, uh, just learning and, and continuing to, uh, progress. With the increased workload, obviously you'd mentioned a couple of times there that, uh, you've never done this many nationals. Uh, where, where does the fatigue factor come in? Uh, loading yourself down with a lot of motos during the week, a lot of motos on the weekends, and uh, obviously a little bit more on your plate than usual. Um, how do you frame your pro program to accommodate uh, the increased workload? Yeah, I think it's just uh, just listening to your body and, and, and knowing when to take breaks instead of just 
just driving yourself into into worse into worse shape and and struggling to just get out of bed in the morning. So uh, to be honest, like I feel a lot better this year, just being able to fly and being able to be home Sundays and and relax and recover. Where you know last year it was you get out of the race and you drive to the next one and you know you got to find just in a motorhome and trailer it's tough to find tracks it's tough to, to do your laundry you're driving a 60 foot rig around and you got to find a place to park and then it's walk air you know you're a mile and a half away from the laundromat and then you gotta it's just it's chaos when when you don't really know what you're doing and you, you only have a motorhome and trailer driving around these cities all over the country and it's don't get me wrong. I mean, I had a blast doing it, and uh, it's just—it's just you got to really listen to your body and and know when to cool it and when to hit it hard. And I think that's what I kind of struggled with uh, the first break that we had. I I just tried to ride as much as I could and, and kept it up. And uh, I think I ended up going backwards a little bit for the last two rounds. Um, no big deal, you know. You live and learn. I had some good moto finishes, but not not overall results so uh just uh keep keep pushing i guess and and continue to listen to my body absolutely well like uh, if there's something to be said for being able to go to the track and all you have to worry about is your performance on the motorcycle in your position right now um all you've got to make sure is that you board a plane on the appropriate time get to the appropriate airport uh get to your uh get to the the, the track Put in your laps, focus on the track, know the track, and race uh, to the best of your ability, which is a much different than uh, than your situation from last year. And by no means were you not having fun last year. I guarantee uh, you've got memories from last season that uh, will carry with you for a lifetime and will definitely probably make you a better person. Person, but um, it, it, there's something to be said for being able to go to the track, and the only thing that you have to worry about is going fast. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I I was just talking with my friends the other day. You know, I kind of miss driving all the rounds. You know, like flying in and flying out is fun, and it's it's way better than driving. Don't get me wrong, but it's kind of it kind of makes it more of a job. Which you know, in a sense, this is our job. But also, like we're so we're so blessed to be traveling around the whole country, going to different cities every weekend. You know, you kind of you don't really get a chance to to sit back and take it all in when you fly. So it's, it's you know, I, I, I do miss driving to the races. I had a lot of fun the last couple of years doing it. And, and I think, uh, I think everyone needs to experience something like that. It's just, it's just you and, and your friends and, and your bike and you're just enjoying life. Hundred percent. Can't agree. Can't agree with you more, man. Um, so obviously, with uh, what does the body good? One hundred percent is uh, a weekend off, uh, and we had that uh, this last weekend. You said you before we hit record on this, you had uh, gone down to uh, Texas to where your parents own a track, uh, and, and your brother was on the line. Tell us a little bit about uh, spending some time down in Texas, uh, where it's guaranteed to be uh, guaranteed to be hotter there than pretty much anywhere else in the country right now, uh, as well as watching. Uh, Watching uh, Brother Bear uh, throw down after a couple months off the bike. Yeah, you know I haven't I haven't been home since beginning of May um, since I actually got the call out here. So uh, it was nice to go home. I, it sucked. I was only home for you know three and a half days, so that kind of sucked. But uh, just kind of like a little teaser. But uh, I had a lot of fun. You know, I really miss Texas right now, especially 
being out here on my own, never been, you know, really living on my own before. So it's, uh, it's definitely different. Um, but man, I had a lot of fun just visiting a family and, and, uh, you know, we had a race this weekend. So my brother ended up racing and watching him ride. Kind of brought back some memories and just, uh, a little bit bummed I couldn't couldn't ride this weekend at my own track because I didn't have a bike at home. But um, you know it is what it is. I think I think it did me good. I'm really excited to go riding tomorrow and and put in some work. Uh, I think a couple of days off did me some really good and uh, just excited excited to see what we have in store for the rest of the year. Well, for sure, you're on uh, a factory supported KTM team. Uh, you've never raced a KTM professionally. This is the first uh, time on it. Uh, re- review on not only the team but uh, that motorcycle that uh, you're currently on. Yeah, everything's been more than awesome. You know, you guys, these guys don't don't do this for fun. You know, it's it's this is this is our jobs and the we all want to do so i think uh it kind of opened my eyes a little bit and uh made me realize that this is something that that uh i want to do for the rest of my life what i want to how i want to do it i guess you could say um bikes are awesome teams are awesome all mechanics just unreal just every day busting their butts on on anything and just uh you know, I've never been around this many people who want to win just as bad as I do or or our teammates do. So it's uh, man, it's been awesome. You know, I couldn't couldn't ask for anything better. Hundred percent. Now, like Troy Lee is uh, one of those teams that uh, even when they were on Hondas, they've always got. Uh, just such a classic look to the bike, really flashy, always eye-catching, and, um, if, and I've always been a fan of their casual wear. Uh, what's the coolest part about having that particular brand as a sponsor? Uh, have you had anything custom-painted yet? Uh, do you basically wear a different Troy Lee t-shirt every hour of the day? What's that all about? Yeah, definitely your helmet. Uh, we get some pretty cool helmets coming in. You know, it's like weekends will get custom on it. Some weekends we'll get the helmets off the off the next year's gear. But um, man, Troy's just uh, I've gotten to meet him a couple times, and he's he just loves to have everything look good, and it's it's awesome to have and awesome to see. You know, I think everything from the the mule to the rig to bike gear, everything has to look top notch, and I think that's with any of these teams, but Troy really, I think I can tell he really takes it to heart and really wants to be the best looking squad out there. And, uh, it's, it's pretty cool to see all the stuff that he, he's come up with over the years. I've been to the shop a few times and he's got, you know, old helmets hanging up and, and old gear and stuff. And it's, it's just, he's, it's a pretty cool, uh, team to be, um, representing and, and be around. 100%. Now, uh, the clock's ticking down on this particular season. You're seven rounds into your stint with uh, the Troy Lee team. Five to go. Uh, first of all, are there some rumblings that uh, you may be suiting up with them for the extent of 2016? Uh, if not, is that something that you'd be looking forward to? Uh, and 
um, if if it's if that's not yet uh, been talked about, what kind of rides do you feel like you need to be a, the put in in the next few day or a few in the next in the next five rounds? Uh, what kind of rides do you need to put in to secure yourself uh, a great ride for next year, if uh, with the team or 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 not? Yeah, I mean everything right now is up in the air. Um, haven't really discussed it too much. Still trying to to focus on the season, but. Uh, you know, I think if I can be in the top ten um, the rest of the year and and put in some good rides, have some have some classes of, of uh, really good speed and really good finishes, I think uh, I think that means a lot. And uh, you know, of course, I'd love to stay with these guys. I love the bike. I love being around the people. They're just they're awesome people um, with the same goals. So for me. Uh, for me, it's isn't fun here. You know, I I don't. It's kind of tough. Um, you know, I don't. They don't really. I feel like I've always struggled a little bit with outdoors. So if I can get in the Supercross, where I, I think that's more my style of riding, and I feel like I really shine in Supercross, I think, uh, I, think I can learn a lot and uh, and bring a lot to the table, but. You know, it is what it is, and I'm going to give it everything I have every time I go out there. So if it happens, it happens. If not, you know, it's I've been in my van before. It's not the end of the world. Obviously, I don't want to go back to it, but it's just what I got to do. That's what I got to do. Well, hundred percent. Like, uh, I, in my opinion, like uh, you've you've got a great opportunity here to put in some amazing rides with uh, some incredible equipment. Like, what better equipment to use to uh, basically build a little bit of a resume over the next uh, five rounds than, uh, than, than a, a, a Troy Lee KTM? Um, you, you've got all the, uh, the tools at your disposal, so um, this, is your, this is your opportunity to uh, put in those great rides, to turn some heads, and uh, look good doing it. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I'm happy with my I think uh, I feel good about the rest of the year. I feel like I got a lot more to prove, and I think uh, I think I can do it. You know, one hundred percent. We're all behind you here. But uh, one thing I wanted to bring up to you before we let you go is uh, a good friend of yours, uh, Greg Albertson, will be, of course, for the eleventh year in a row, racing the Millville Amateur Day um, for, I believe, in the four hundred and fifty oh, yeah. A class or maybe B class. Either way, um, prediction on his moto scores. Ooh, I mean, Scrub City is going to go one one. Stamp it. Just stamp it right now. Yeah, he's gonna go one yeah. one. Yeah, he he's way too he talks way too much smack not to go one one. So if it doesn't happen, I'm gonna be a little bit upset with him. Uh, it's so <laughs> upset with him that you won't even go have uh, so like um, go fishing with him in the in the in the uh, the creek. Oh no, no, I'll be over it by then. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> over under how many uh, how many uh, trout you think you can uh, fish out of that uh, out of that creek this weekend? Oh me? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, none. I I only been fishing. Sorry, what was that? You just broke up a bit. So, oh, can you hear me? Oh uh, yeah, I can hear you now. Yeah, I ain't gonna catch any fish. I can't fish, so not 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 a fisherman at all. Not a fisherman at all. Well, you might have to mooch off of uh, the Albertsons' catch because uh, word is Thursday night they'll be uh, just they'll, they'll they'll just be fishing up and down that river in a uh, inflatable boat. 
Oh, all right. I might, might have to stop by. Right on, man. Uh, well, like I said, uh, we wish you the best of luck moving forward, and uh, we really appreciate you giving us some time. I uh, want to run down some uh, some sponsors for us uh, before you go, as well as uh, tell us a little bit about what your brother's got going on as, as far as graphics and t-shirts go. Yeah, you know, my brother just started his own uh, graphics company a couple years ago. Um, he does anything from graphics to signs, t-shirts, um, vehicle wrap. You know, he dreamed that he can do it. And uh, it's been, he's been too busy with that. So if you guys think you can go to uh, lcdgraphics.com or uh, designed by lcdgraphics.com. Right. Um, and uh, hit him up for some graphics and then, you uh, yeah, just the whole uh, Lucas Oil Charlie Design, Red Bull Cake team, and you know, behind me, he's been behind me the last few years and just pushing me and helping you know, me get to where I'm at today. It's been awesome. And, uh, you know, oh, my parents, my brother, my sister, all my family. Awesome, man. Well, like I said, I uh, I really appreciate you giving me the time to uh, come on here, uh, grill you with some questions, and uh, wish you all the best of luck in Millville and uh, the remaining four rounds after that. All right, sounds good. You have yourself a great night, man. Yep, you too. Thank you for listening to the Big MX Podcast, brought to you by X-Brand Goggles. Be sure to check out our archive for episodes you may have missed. Check out our website at BigMXRadio.com for more content.